Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, feel the spirit, it's podcast time. My name is Guy Williams, I'm joined on this basketball podcast with my brother, his name's Paul Williams. Hello, basketball fans. <laughs> That's enthusiastic. And um, we're also joined by our friend and your friend and mine, his name is JT. Hi, hi everybody. <laughs> JT, you're also sounding very enthusiastic today. You've got a great spirit. Sometimes, uh, you know, when someone comes in with a cool, um, really enthusiastic, happy intro like Paul, it's infectious. Yeah, it is. It really does catch on. I just realized I know what the J in your name stands for, but I don't know what the T stands for. Well, I'm not going to dox will. myself. Yeah, you never will. Oh, okay, all right, okay. It's a secret. All right. JT, you want to I'll give you a yeah. close, not trouser snake. Much like Tim... <laughs> Do you, do you remember when Justin Timberlake was called Justin Trouser Snake? No. Do you ever think of like at what um, is there a department in the middle of the Earth's core where like middle aged like losers are coming up with um, funny coffee mugs and lame pop star jokes? Like you've worked in radio, is that a department? Yeah. No. Nah, it just um, it just like radiates out of people for some reason. I, I think a lot of people genuinely just enjoy terrible humor and those people all listen to this podcast it's called advanced analytics so just just pull, pull, pull back the wizard's curtain here for a second we were just getting ready to do the podcast me and paul are actually in the same terribly acoustic kitchen right now and um, I got a little bit of a peef into Paul's preparations. Um, he was doing the usual NBA Reddit scrolling, which is crucial for any like advanced analytics expert. But then he um, just moments before setting up the uh, the podcast link, Paul actually did a Google. JT, do you want to guess what Paul Googled 20 seconds before the podcast was about to start? Uh, I'm going to guess top stories NBA. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was, he just like loaded up a Google window and he just typed in Orlando Magic. It was, I actually did two searches and the first one was just the word magic, which the, res, the, the results were not basketball related. And the second was Orlando Magic. And it was purely just, I just wanted to, and prep, because I realized at that moment that magic mayhem was probably going to happen. It happens every week. And um, I realized I should just at least know kind of the scoreline to the game against the Bulls the other day. <laughs> and so I just want to see their results and see so I didn't exaggerate the score. What was the, what was the scoreline? Uh, well, they won, by, they won by 20. All right, save it for magic yeah, mayhem, spoiler. mate. It also mm. spoiler. Um, it also said the magic's um, position, which was 15th in the East. Um, in the Eastern Conference. Um, all right, it's time for a bit of topical NBA conversation. We call it the Weekend Review. Weekend Review. JT, you've been messaging us um, constantly talking about how hilarious... I know we always talk about the Lakers on this podcast, but they're an interesting train wreck to be a part of. I, I'm just desperate to know what is so hilarious that you find so funny about the Los Angeles Lakers professional basketball team. Uh, well, first I'd like to say for the record, and this is not legal eagle but um, segment, but this is um, is admissible the term when, uh, it's, when it's in evidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. if it's not allowed in court, it's inadmissible, I guess. Okay. But um, well, for admi- people who don't remember, um, legal eagle is the segment that JT came up with last week, where he gives legal advice. Um, JT, no one's, no one's. Oh, sorry, but everyone remembers. No, yeah. I, I don't. I'd forgotten about it, but you and Paul think it's the greatest joke the world's ever heard. Well, do you think perhaps potentially we've got a lot of new listeners because there was such like a real buzz created by Legal Eagle last week, <laughs> leading to a groundswell of new listeners, but they haven't gone back to get the, get the first episode. No, yeah, that could be the case. Is the eagle going um, to fly today? No, nah, no, there was no um, legal matters for the, for the eagle. <laughs> I, I reckon someone going to come up. You, you're already talking about legal. Yeah, he was about to s- speak about something that sounded kind of legal. Oh, yeah, no, I, no I'm back to it. Now, get this on the... Okay, jo- Your Honour, put this on the record. It, I, it's not me constantly texting about the Lakers. 
uh, it may give you that impression, guy, but it's because I'm responding to your barrage of texts about the Lakers. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you delete all your messages, yes, it looks like I'm talking about them a lot, but <laughs> they're usually directly responding to your statements or questions. Okay, well, let me throw this out there: the, the Westbrook situation. I know this podcast is obsessed with Westbrook, but it's become kind of sad. Like he's kind of you know every week the story is Lakers fans are messaging him diss tracks. He's responding to his negative play. Um, he's kind of saying it doesn't matter and doing that speech like I get to go home to my son kind of weird chat. Like it's all just a bit awkward and I'm finding it all a little bit sad. And two things I can't figure out. One is that the it wasn't more obvious this was going to happen. And two, it's weird that Westbrook pushed there not aware this was going to happen. I just don't, I'm just surprised there's not more awareness or something like that. Is this where you find what you find so amusing? JT, what do you find so funny about the Lakers situation? Nah, I find... I don't find any of that funny. I'm actually the legal eagle is back because I've been hired by Russell Westbrook to defend him on this podcast, and I will do. I will do. But wow, I find more the media and fan reaction funny. Like mm. the whole of the ESPN is set up just to like as a propagandist mouthpiece for LeBron, basically, and just the way that they're like, there's a spin- that was a crazy call. But anyway, continue. I agree. But they're set up so there's this first spin cycle, which is like. Oh, it's not. It's um, Vogel's fault. It's uh, Westbrook's fault, right? So that's spin cycle one, and then the then the media, the N- NBA media, decides to like change the narrative again and blame Rob Palinka, and say, "Oh, all these idiots blaming Westbrook. It's Rob Palinka's fault." I'm sorry, but Lee GM, put your hand up. Okay. Well, in the defense, LeBron is perhaps the only player on the. Lakers roster that's playing well. Like I guess you could say like guys like Carmelo who seem to be shooting okay are like at least holding up the low expectations you have of them. But LeBron is genuinely playing at like a top ten in the NBA level at least. And so you've got to give him that. That he's at least playing well, so he doesn't deserve the blame from that perspective. Uh, okay, well I've got an analogy for you and pretend you haven't heard this one, but I've expanded my shoe analogy. Okay. <laughs> let's go. It's the start of let's say it's the start of school season, right? Okay. <laughs> And you need a new pair of shoes. And so, I've never heard this analogy, so but continue. Oh, I changed it from hiking. Damn, it was hiking. Okay, scratch that. So you're at school <laughs> and you're going on a mountain a mountain Expedition. Walk. Expedition, thanks, Paul. Everest. Uh, yeah, Mount Everest, which is and so sixteen year old kid and you go and and that they, the kid, could be any gender, who cares? Everyone can climb mountains. They go I mean and so they go the mum and the the parents, whatever the parents or the guardians, any a, fa- a unit, whatever, however you define the family. I don't go, think any of this any of this detail is relative to your analogy. Okay, they all go to the store and they yeah. go to the shoe store and they say, "I need a, a sturdy pair of footwear with spikes. It needs to go up a mountain." And the shoe salesperson goes, "We don't have any spike shoes." But here's a jandal, and and the guy, the family's like, oh well, I need, I have three thousand dollars to spend on this. I need the best shoes. Jeez, God, okay, I don't even know how much shoes cost. I've got three hundred dollars <laughs> to spend on shoes. That's my budget. I need the spikes. So he's like, no spikes, but here's a three hundred dollars pair of jandals. Wow. And the kids like, oh, these jandals are quite famous jandals, like Havianas or whatever. And I guess lots. Of, I've seen lots of people say these are good jandals. I mean. They're not going to help me on this mountain, but what do you think? Can I ask, can I yeah. ask kid, do you already own a, a pair of jandals? Nothing but jandals. The, I, yeah. I've got nothing but jandals, and, <laughs> and I've got like five pairs of jandals, many of which are very old, old, <laughs> old jandals. jandals. And so the mum and dad are like, uh, are you sure you want these jandals? And the kid's like, yeah, I want the jandals, um, and, you know, it's fine. And the mum and dad are like, you won't be able to buy any other footwear, no hiking spikes, <laughs> no socks. Like, this is all your money. And just remember, you've already got a bag of jandals. The kid's like, yeah, I want the jandals. And the parents are like, okay, we'll buy you the jandals. Now, ultimately, the parents are responsible for the jandals buying. It's not the jandals' fault. Now, can you guys see through my complicated metaphor to what I'm trying to say here? Okay, so in this scenario, Anthony Davis is the jandals, and LeBron is the shoe salesman. No, Westbrook. And the store is the Los Angeles Lakers. I'd like to, I love the story, but I think this is a basketball podcast, and we should go back to what we were talking about, which was the Lakers. Okay, well, 
Paul, um, be prepared for your have your mind blind. <laughs> the story was about the Lakers. Wow. Yeah. And the story, Russell Russell Westbrook is the Jandals. And what I'm saying is, if you buy Jandals, don't blame them for being Jandals. Like, you <laughs> yeah, could walk up I a agree. mountain in Jandals, and, and you might be surprised. But if you fail, it's not the Jandals' fault. And the grand, the Jandals are great when they're at the beach. Greatest greatest footwear for the beach. But wait, what, what, where, would, where would Russell Westbrook be great? Like, OKC Thunder? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I honestly think if you want, if you need an electric superstar to keep people interested in a shitty market before the teams inevitably yeah. sold back to Supersonics, get get Russ. <laughs> I think you should definitely the Thunder. I don't know how it would work as a trade, but just get six more draft picks and bring Westbrook home. I almost think just get like. Just everyone agree, like get in a room, all the team owners and be like, this sucks for the league. Let's just like pretend that it, that we can do a trade with OKC, but don't make OKC actually <laughs> give them anything, but just like wipe the salary cap. <laughs> and everyone would love it. Well, so the Lakers give Russell Westbrook to OKC. OKC gives the Lakers nothing but um, clear salary cap. But everyone's just like, just don't worry about it. And they're like, hey, so what do they get back? Don't worry about it. It's fine. It all worked out in the books. It, I'm not skipping ahead to the other items in working with you, but Lou Dortz is negative 70 and plus minus. Is that really a product that people in Oklahoma, and I love Dortz, but I would rather see Westbrook throw hot, like go negative 70 than Lou Dortz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, he used to be your favorite player. Yeah, he really burned me. In the bubble. Do you guys Do you guys have any players, uh, any predictions you've made so far, and we have recorded it and JT's written some of them down, that just already haunt you? Because I just like, I'm embarrassed that I picked the Lakers to come out of the West so, and I'm, I'm also so embarrassed good, that I picked Suggs to win Rookie of the Year. But sorry, JJ. That's a good question though, guys. So, um, you know, we're saying, I, I felt like maybe this is hindsight's 2020. I felt like it was always extremely obvious how badly this was going to go on the Lakers. And actually I credit Russ for already being quite a good team player for changing up his role already he just doesn't have the fundamental skills you need no, to be successful can you stop giving russ credit because like he is playing like an idiot like you can't don't get me wrong he was a bad fit for that unit but like he's he plays like a dumbass and has paid 50 million dollars and he's you know he is he's he's an albatross but what what is he doing badly um shooting when he is a terrible shooter yeah, but that's what throwing I like. turnovers. Oh, he's, he's actually cut back on his turnovers. So I'm um, playing no defense and not showing any interest in defense. Even Carmelo shows more defensive interest okay. than Russell Westbrook. I'll answer those points. I mean, I will. I will u- utilize my legal legal um, muscles here. I'll answer those points one by one. Shooting, not his fault. He can't shoot at this stage in his career. Not his fault, and not his fault. They're playing him as a shooting guard. Like he okay, has to shoot. It's absolutely his fault he can't shoot because he he's responsible for his own shooting. But if you can't shoot, don't shoot. And the the you were not responding to my criticism. My criticism was that he shoots when he can't shoot. Just re- shoot less. But what's the options that I none think, of the Lakers shoot and they just I wait? Malik we all Monk agree shoots every shot. On one thing that like move Westbrook to the bench. Have they done that yet? Uh, they have, and then they lost the game. Hilariously, blew a fifteen point. <laughs> so they, when they benched him against the Pacers, and then blew a fifteen point lead and lost anyway. So good, like you can't write that. That is yeah. beyond, beyond funny. I, I, I will say this: somehow that West is having a massive down year, and the Lakers are still, I think, in the eighth eighth seed. Paul didn't type in Los Angeles Lakers before the podcast, so he couldn't see what seed they were in. They are they're eighth. But um, somehow they're still like easily in the playoff race despite being a game below 500. Anthony Davis at this point, I mean, I know LeBron's still probably the best player, but Anthony Davis should be their best player and they have been missing him. So like, let's not be too hard on them. When he comes back, they can probably play their way up to like above the Mavericks and then all of a sudden they're looking like kind of handy and a little bit dangerous, you know? Oh, I'm a believer. Westbrook's coming back, baby. Did you call yep. him Westbrook while you said that? Yeah, no, but um, but I think we came up with a good plan that we should share with the listeners, where they just put LeBron and Anthony Davis to the bench, but play them like thirty-eight <laughs> minutes a game anyway. It's an excellent, it's an excellent thought. Um, what what else around the NBA has been uh, catching people's attention? So, did you see the footage today of Steph um, shooting after practice? Yeah, insane. 
Why? Well, tell me, I didn't see it. Hate Steph Curry. I've blocked him. Well, so usually you watch a Steph Curry shooting at practice video, and it's unreal, right? It's like he shoots. He'll shoot thirty shots in the video. He'll miss one. He was just couldn't buy a basket. It was genuinely like Space Jam one, and he'd been zapped of his powers, and he just kept shooting and just hitting the same side front side iron, missing. Missing. Something's changed Missing. in his vision, maybe. I didn't think about that. People, I had a look. I went to um, uh, Warriors Reddit. And, That's where all the best analysis is done. Yes. And they were basically saying he has to have some sort of small injury. Um, and maybe a couple of people were saying, yips. For people who have missed the, um, missed the story, Steph basically got the record as the um, most threes made. I th- was that the record he got? And Reggie Miller was there and so was Ray Allen and everyone mm-hmm. else. And then since then, he's been on like a huge shooting slump. The Warriors are still winning, testament to the excellent defense, which is kind of I never saw coming. But um, but yeah, uh, Steph Curry is shooting not even that much better than Russell Westbrook in this period, I think. Do you think it's... um? What's the movie with Liz Hurley and Brendan Fraser? And it's called like Bewitched or Bejeweled or something. I thought She's... it was called yeah. I thought it was called like is it Intolerable Cruelty? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> What's Intolerable Cruelty? I mean, it could be called that, but I don't think so. I, th- <laughs> I, I no, it's it's about it, Liz Hurley's the devil, and she offers Ben Brendan Fraser. It's like a monkey paw scenario. Oh, that's He's, um. Oh, that's um. That's uh, Devil Woman. No, <laughs> no, that's called. Is it called monkey bones or something? Monkey it's, bones. Well, monkey paw is the concept of where you get, you think you get what you ask for, but you get tricked. Yeah, but it's maybe, called. Um, it's called uh, Dunstan checks in. <laughs> it's a movie. I've seen that movie. It's about. Um, I love. Uh, I love that movie. A guy love who uh, a guy who finds a monkey and decides to um, employ him so, at their five star hotel. I've always hated Jason Alexander. Ever since I started watching, sorry, this is a bit of a tangent. Ever since I started watching like um, documentaries about Seinfeld, like I was a big Seinfeld fan. Jason Alexander takes himself so seriously. He's like, because he's an ex, I think he's ex Broadway, and he takes himself as a real actor, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah. and he gave all these interviews about Seinfeld about how um, he, you know, he's going to walk off the set the first time that Larry cut him out of the episode, and then he goes and does Dunstan checks in. It's like. Come on, man. Like, that's what you were, when you're complaining about not getting serious roles when you're on Seinfeld, that's what you were waiting for? I've got it. That is, that is truly, I did not even know he was in that movie. I guess I watched that movie before I knew what Seinfeld is. That's a, that's a great bit of information, a great fact. Um, so, Paul, we're trying to figure out the name. Instead of Googling Brendan Fraser, Liz Hurley, Paul just Googled Monkey Bone and then went straight to a videos of a movie called Monkey Bone starring Brendan Fraser. Yeah, you found Monkey Bone, Paul. Well yeah, I, I don't know the plot of um, Monkey Bone, but I know Brendan Fraser was the star. Um, and I don't think that's what he was talking about, but he is, no. he is in the movie Monkey Bone. Yeah, we've confirmed that. Please, Jesus, can someone computer. It's bedazzled, bedazzled. And I did actually get it correct. Now, hey, as an aside, I was thinking about Liz Hurley, uh, an aside to an aside, I was thinking about Liz Hurley the other day, Guy, and I don't want to rehash yeah. the Michael Jordan, LeBron, who was more famous argument, but you know how it's crazy that Liz Hurley publicly dated Shane Warne, might have even engaged to him, like clearly a pub, some sort of weird publicity stunt, but do you remember yeah. when Shane Warne changed his number to 23? I, I remember that and hating it. And Beckham kind of was around the same time, wasn't he? Yeah, that's great evidence if we ever have that debate about who was more relatively famous. Why is that evidence? Because all those sports stars around other leagues changed their number to 23 because Michael Jordan's the most famous athlete. How many How many are going six? Yeah, like, well, probably one per football team guy, Paul. Okay, let's not crack that open <laughs> open because it's one of the, the argument was a couple of podcasts back. I think it was last year. The question was, who's better known worldwide, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? And I don't get me wrong, I realise I'm up against it arguing in favour of LeBron James. I'm just saying it's closer than you think at least because the young kids know all about LeBron James because he's been playing in the NBA for 20 years and Michael Jordan is known very well to the older generation but to the kids these days. Young kids, all, about is, all they know about is Fortnite, unless you're in a Fortnite. Um, skin. Yeah, but anyway. I think, I think LeBron Curry. has a Fortnite just, skin to be fair. I just want to say this. Um, uh, Monkey Bone came out 
just the year right after Bedazzled. Really? Yeah. What was the bigger hit? Um, Definitely Bedazzled. Well, Bedazzled... Um, Does anyone know what happened to Brendan Fraser? Like, Reddit always talks about him, and I've never oh, bothered yeah. to actually click it's on actually, what... Yeah, it's not good. I don't even want to talk about it. It's a very sad story. Mm. Can you just give me, like, the five-line... Uh, I think he was a victim of some sort of sexual harassment, I think, um, and by an industry insider, and then just felt, like, burnt out by the system. Wow. Mm. By a, by he, a, he, um, can I also, ask you, by a, was it a man or a woman harassing him? It was a male... Wow, and also he he says his body got so badly like destroyed by like basically the mummy movies and stuff that he's like physically in a lot of pain now. Wow, I th- I'm pretty sure. People, yeah, people don't realize that actors do go through a lot, and if if not physical anguish, then mental anguish. Because it's amazing you're talking about Jason Alexander. It's amazing how many actors are just absolute crackpots. Having all those people excited to see you. It's nice to feel accepted, isn't it? I can give you that. I can make the whole world love you. <laughs> okay, so Bedazzled, 90 million. Monkey Bone, 7 million. <laughs> can I get a Dunstan checks in? Uh, Just, yeah. Oh, I reckon that's going to top both of them, I reckon. Dunstan checks in was a huge hit. Um, Dunstan checks in. 9.9 million. Oh my god. So bedazzled. It was a huge hit. It made more than little Nikki. And oh, okay, guess this so JT. So bedazzled made 90 million. Little Nikki made 60 million. Guess what Dr. Doolittle made? That's the um 200 million. Eddie Murphy one, not the original. 200. Almost 300 million. Damn, I felt my guess is pretty good. Eddie Murphy was huge though, right? Like a huge box office draw. He he was, yeah, he was. And it's kind of sad what's happened to him. Um, but I guess that just happens to everyone. You can only last Steve Martin as well. Like, can only last I don't know what's so happened. I thought Steve Martin's like had a recent late life comeback with that TV show. I don't think there's anything um, sad about Steve Martin. No, he, no. Ha- he has, but just like their career trajectory is just, because of the money, you start making cheaper by the dozen three and you're like, what are you doing? Um, and Steve Martin's now gone. He does projects. He, he he tours with his banjo and just does passion projects now kind of thing. Yeah, sounds quite aspirational to me. Yeah, yeah no, oh, no, it is It is great. It's we'll, we'll talk about Steve Martin or David. JT, is there a big story from the recent basketball events that you would like to bring to the table? Um, I only wanted to just, I don't know if either of you have watched the Dallas Mavericks recently. Um, uh, which... n- no, I, I don't really watch basketball much anymore as I just kind of wait for the playoffs. Okay, well that's okay. Well that's a real combo killer. But so all I'll say is maybe start getting your toothpicks ready because there's a couple of feathers coming for those mouths. Best defense in the NBA right whoa, now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Eleven from thirteen. Wait, wins. wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Eating crow. So yeah, no, no, no. no but, favorite. but what I'm saying is JT has multiple um, uh, like segments and expressions on the show, and both of them are bird related. So are we eating a crow or are we eating a legal eagle here? Don't eat the. You'll be in a lot of legal trouble if you try and eat, eat that eagle. No, crows <laughs> are eating. They're protected birds, I think. Protected by the courts. <laughs> yeah. So, forget what you've heard about. You know, forget all the stuff about Jason Kidd, personal and on court, because the team is back, baby. Did anyone say anything bad about Dallas? The only one who said bad things about Dallas was you on the first three podcasts where JT, you were just making fun of how f- fat Luka Doncic was. That was your that was uh, the main thing. That does not sound like me at all. <laughs> he doesn't look any better shape either. They keep saying like the, because the Dallas commentators are by far the best home commentators. Like, it's like a group of like nine guys. I don't think they're necessarily <laughs> professional I think they're just like a group of mates that somehow get, and they have they all they it's sort of like this podcast actually. They just talk in like real obtuse nicknames for each other's and players that you like can't decipher unless you watch every game broadcast. And they change every week. It's like five new guys, and then when ex players come in, they like talk to the ex player like they know them personally, and they just often just blank them back. But anyway. So what's so good about that? Sorry, you kind of read your stats and I kind of interrupted and kind of got talked over. What, what were your great stats to celebrate so the... The Mavericks famously have historically one of the greatest offenses last year and the year before. This yep. year, 
Jason Kidd's decided to the old ditch what's working. He's decided to throw the, you know, the old throw the baby out with the bathwater strategy. But he's done that, and now he's got a clean tub, and he's using that clean tub to play great defense. <laughs> he's got no baby clogging it's up like, the um, defensive systems. It's the perfect system. You're like, if you're really good at one thing, but be bad at, and bad at the other, you just flip it. You don't try and be a little bit better at the bad thing. Just flip it fully and be real good at the other thing. <laughs> mm. So are you saying they're defensively elite now? They're so good, yeah. Well, and I don't know how. Well, uh, no one's talking about Luca, and I feel like people celebrate like every good pass he does, and he's barely popping up. So that makes me think, based on that assess- assessment, he's not actually playing that but, well or up to no, his but Honestly, standard. I think that's a good sign for the team. Like Usually when someone's Same. putting up crazy stats... And you look at the, it's like not a good sign for the, the, the I, team's health. Can I, can I, sorry, can I just be a negative Nancy for a second? The goddamn Portland Trailblazers, who their fans claim are trying to tank, have won six of their last eight. Like the NBA is just in such a bizarre COVID, so many teams are like injured or seemingly struggling mentality. Like, are the, where are the Mavs? The Mavs are they're at they're fifth. They're they're eight and two in their last few, but they're they're at twenty seven and twenty. Like they're not doing that amazing. Um, is this really worth celebrating? The Trailblazers that much? are in the same conference as the Thunder, though, right? So you can't. Who did the Trailblazers beat? They actually had some. Well, they beat the Magic. Um, we'll get into that a bit later on. But they um they beat the Raptors the other night. They've been Boston. You know they've had some okay wins. Um, uh, I actually because I then my first thought was they've just been easy beats. But um, like I just I just like at the NBA at the moment I just. I find it hard to assess what the teams are doing because, because um, yeah, because I said the Warriors are winning despite Steph playing poorly. Like it's just kind of it's kind of hard to judge. I reckon at this point, it's very hard. I think, especially since there was that spell where you hadn't heard of any players on any roster. <laughs> but um, but I'm hoping the Mavs are good though because they're a good narrative. And my only Christmas wish is that for a New Year's miracle, is that Kawhi and PG and um, Jamal Murray, like all these players on the West who are injured that are making the West kind of a disappointing conference come back because it could get very spicy if those guys come back. And it makes me think, the fact that the Nuggets are making kind of win-now trades at the moment, I can't even remember who they acquired, but the Nuggets just made a trade. Um, it makes me think that they are optimistic that maybe Porter Jr., I don't really want him to come back. But um, I don't care about him. But uh, Jamal Murray might be coming back sooner rather than later, and hopefully before the playoffs. Should we talk All Star picks? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Paul, can I just say you're really—I don't know—you've just assumed a real leadership role on this podcast, and I am loving it. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to see, man. I had nothing. I had nothing to say. So I is that because mostly in normal podcasts, all the time where you could be leading, you're frantically trying to generate takes from Reddit and. <laughs> magic result yeah <laughs> okay so when we do all-star picks um like i always find that kind of dull and not that interesting because i'm like okay i pick um lebron and Giannis and whoa great uh, Kevin durant what oh it's, it's like so, such exciting picks no but like are we trying to pick like fringe all-stars that are going to make it like what do you have in mind here well, jt i'm literally just looking at my emails to see who they sent me when i voted well, you've got, hang on, you're directly emailing the NBA. <laughs> no, you they, when you press submit, it sends me an email saying, here are your picks. Paul's email, emailing adam at nba.com and uh, the commissioner has written back to say, these are your picks. JT, who are your exciting all-star picks? Nah, I don't really have any, to be honest. This I, was your idea. Okay, no, I, just to pull back the magician's curtain, JT said today's pod we're doing all-star picks. And then Paul like cut Again. his lunch by introducing all star picks. And then JT commended Paul on <laughs> introducing all star picks. And then I come to you to get the ball rolling because I pick LeBron. Okay. And then you're you don't yeah. know. I've got an audible. Oh. I want to call an audible. <laughs> no, okay. What's the nah. audible? Now you you go and then I'll call an audible. You can call an audible anytime. Okay, I call an audible. This is now an NFL podcast because <laughs> if you guys have been seeing those games, they're crazy. I they have seen crazy. that. Is crazy. But how stupid is it that a game in overtime oh, yeah. is determined by flip a Don't coin and then who started. scores a touchdown first? For, Ridiculous. For all the listeners out there, I'm a Bills fan, so you can imagine my anger at the coin flip rule. 
I've never heard Jake, you talk talk about Buffalo Bills, Paul. Nah, I, I, traditionally I was a Steelers fan, but then there was some. He switched over at the second quarter of yesterday's game. No, I didn't. I didn't. I I we, chosen. We, we've talked about Patrick Mahomes' family, eh? the most hateable family in the world. I've never heard of Patrick Mahomes' family. I just know oh Patrick Mahomes God. is a good quarterback who won a Super Bowl at a young age, and he's it's, now highly paid. Google his family. They're just like they're honestly. You know how JJ Riddick was the most hateable person in college. Mm. Yeah. They're like America's most hated family. They're so well, annoying. Why are they annoying? The brother is like a wannabe influencer, but he's just like atrocious. Like you can't believe, it's like I can't even articulate how bad he does. Like just hits the sideline to do real cringy dance routines. And he's like a no name. No one knows who he is other than being this guy's brother. And then I think that both the mum and wife have had multiple meltdowns about various things that have happened like Patrick. Oh, are Mahomes. these two, when you said mum and wife, are these two separate women? No, well, he didn't his marry mom. his mum. His, and his, his wife. Yeah. They're both, oh, oh, yeah. Two, okay, two separate women. I get it. Yeah, they're okay, just okay. real messy and real, um, like, have real just messy public personas. Incredible. What, what do you mean by the word messy? Because that sounds incredibly sexist and insulting. Nah, messy. I just don't, don't think you're millennial enough to know what messy means. I, I, I'm not. I like yes, think of Lionel yes, Messi, the, the football player. Oh, yeah. No, messy and with a Y on the end. Yeah, and what does that mean? Just like sloppy. Paul, do you heard of Missy? Yeah, I feel like I've heard. What that. does it mean? Just like sloppy. <laughs> time for some. Hello, basketball fans! It's time for Paul's All Star Picks. Audible, yeah. he's, he's audibleing back. Yeah. Okay, so I've opened an email. This was I voted a few times, but I think this is the most recent one, um, and it was on the sixteenth of this month. I think I've voted since. I'm then. really. New. I'm, I have anxiety waiting for your All Star Picks. Paul um, Anthony. <laughs> It is Cole Anthony. So Cole Anthony, Darius Garland. Oh, I'm this proud is the you, East. I just assume you're going to pick five Magic players. I did. I think I did last time I voted. <laughs> so Cole Anthony, point guard. Darius Garland, second point guard. Uh, Jimmy Butler, sm- small forward. Uh, yeah, wing, I guess. Um, Franz Wagner, other wing. Luck. Joel Embiid <laughs> in the center. West. Great picks. So nothing, I can't argue with a single one of those picks, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> so um, did, you tr- did you flirt with trying to get Mo in there instead of Jimmy Butler? Mo Bamba or no, Mo Wagner? No, Mo Bamba, I believe, has not been seen, has been fully murdered by Joel Embiid. No. What? Uh, are you saying scoring nearly 40 points on Joel Embiid is getting murdered? Okay, think, yeah, true. So. Um, okay, in the West, I've got Steph Curry, point guard. Ja Morant, other point guard. And then I've got <laughs> a big lineup of Draymond Green, Nikola Jokic, and Rudy Gobert for that so here, triple here's center. Here's one where I, will, I do want to contest one of these. Two, mm-hmm. I want two contests, actually. Mm-hmm. But boring players shouldn't be at the All-Star. I'm sorry, Rudy Gobert, it's fine for him to win Defensive Player of the Year. Don't go to All Star if your personality sucks and you're boring as fuck. To like, get rid of him. No, what? Did you not see the gag that launched COVID? <laughs> Counterpoint, yeah. Where he went and touched all the microphones, pretending he had COVID and fake coughed, and then amazing. actually did have COVID. It was amazing. The, the only it was reason, so funny. Only reason you'd do that is if you are a time traveler from the future, and someone in the future was like, "I bet you can't be in every documentary made in the next five years," and then you go back in time <laughs> and do that. But um, hear me out. In defence, I, I don't think I've picked him every time I voted, but also um, I think there's not many in the forward in the West. There's It's a barren. There's no good players. Well, I noticed in the East for forward, you didn't pick um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I like Giannis, but he's no Franz Wagner. I, I would have put on Rishon Holmes. I don't know what oh, his yeah. status is. No, that's true. He's on my fantasy team, but... Um, where do, I, where do you vote? But is this... I don't understand what you guys are doing here. Are you voting like Rishan Holmes? But yeah, I guess... I, guess I just vote no for guys... Forwards. Okay, I vote for these factors. Swag, number one. Like <laughs> drip and like cool, cool guys. Draymond Green, I would never have in an all-star game. Don't want to see him. Boring. Very hate uncool his, guy. Hate his jump shot. I just don't like his whole persona. I hate how he weirdly keeps going on about how much women should be paid. It's, it's almost like the equivalent to the Dave Chappelle trans thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but it, wait, is he on the right side of history or the wrong side of history? I mean, 
like you know that's probably it's a bit more subjective than the trans issue. But I don't think it is. Like, what's he saying about women? If he said women should be paid more, I'm like, right side. No, 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 no. (laughs) He's like, he's like, does the old classic? They'd be paid more if it was worth it. Oh my god! Is that what he said? Is that his take? Yeah, I mean, this is this is probably a bit of paraphrasing, but he's definitely on the wrong side of that issue. So is this is this to do with the WNBA? What is it? What is he comparing it to? Yeah, WNBA. Because like no one should. But he like sports is the perfect example of people getting paid. I know, I know they're worth. A lot of NBA players, like technically through marketing stuff, are worth a lot more than their contracts. But there's a lot of players in the NBA who are worth a lot less. And um, sports players are so like their value to society is based on selling sneakers made by slaves and jerseys also made by slaves. Not it's not based on like their actual contribution to society. Like realistically, basketballers should be paid. Fifty thousand dollars a year, you know, like it's kind of ridiculous. Like, so yeah. So Draymond did. So I didn't mind. Uh, so first he was like, "Stop complaining," which was like, "That's fine." But then the part that was um, very funny to me was he like was he was like, "Did the uh, almost went for the pull yourself up by the bootstraps line?" He was like, "If you didn't basically said if you stop complaining so much, you could probably grow this game and get paid the same as us." Like that's the oh. one thing that's stopping the WNBA getting better salaries. Oh my god, it's it's ridiculous, and it really it really freaks me out. I, I kind of talked about this the other week, but like how much NBA Reddit and losers on the internet care about the salaries of the WNBA? Who cares? Who cares if they want to get more money? Great, I I support any um uh any laborers trying to like increase their wage, basically. And it seems ridiculous to me that people would care about what women's basketball players. Okay. Uh, paid and I just think it's just like wrapped in misogyny. I want to call an audible because so, uh, by the way, JT, if you want to know Poison Talk for the last fifteen minutes, he's been madly scrolling. Guess what website he's been madly scrolling for the last fifteen minutes? Uh hoops hype? NBA.com. Yes. And not even like the all-star page, just the front page no, of NBA.com. No, 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 no. And you're scrolling around like a crazy person. Well that's the all-star page. And so let oh, me I explain what's happening. Play here. the audible. Well, the Audible was I was going to bring up, but he's brought it up naturally, so I don't even need to waste an Audible on this. But this is voter suppression. Where do I vote? There's nowhere wow. here to vote. This is the All-Star page. Yeah. Right? And so eventually I was like, screw it. I'm going to leave the website because I can't find where to vote. And I went back to an email. It says, reminder, vote now. It's the Cooch Brothers Newt Gingrich, Gingrich oh, playbook right it's, here. It closed three days ago. <laughs> This is voter suppression. <laughs> but still, like, put that somewhere on the website. Is anyone else depressed? I mean, I know I'm, I'm the guy on the NBA podcast. It's a sick kit. Mm. Um, I'm the guy on the NBA podcast who um, Paul just put a sick... Um, what was that? I've never seen that Kyoto. kit before in football. Oh, Kyoto... Uh, what are they called? Purple Sanga. Wow. This is one of the best football kits I've ever seen. Umbro Kyoto Purple Sanga. And I know no one knows more about yeah, football it's kits my than size, me. so I'm... Oh, I've got a football kit story. Can I throw an audible? Yeah, yeah, yeah just two seconds. Just let okay. me finish my, my thing by saying, um, I can't remember. Vote, voter suppression is bad. Continue, JT. Audible. Okay, before I, I'm going to do two audibles in a row. Uh, when did Kyoto? When did Kyoto become the capital of Japan? What year? Uh, uh, I have would have no idea and did not know. I thought Tokyo was the capital. I'll guess 2021. Okay. Seven hundred and seven ninety-four. What? 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 What's your point? I don't get what you mean. What Just you an interesting about? fact about Kyoto. Okay. Seven hundred and ninety-four. Yeah, the year seven ninety-four. Wow, that's a long time. Is that ago. is that seven hundred ninety-four years after Jesus was born? I, I don't know about how year. I don't really know that much about how years work. Did did, <laughs> did Japan use the Jesus calendar? Like, surely not. Like, I wonder what the year year was. I don't think Japan we years. used the Jesus calendar. Yeah, we do. A- AD doesn't stand for after death. I thought it does. Nah, that's 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 um. That's but like something is. Latin for after death and BC before Christ. I thought that was it. What does AD stand for? Anno Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, okay. Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. I stand corrected. Yeah. Fact for a fact. Yeah, and okay, you've got to call a set. So thank you for that first audible to tell us the year. Damn. Kyoto was the capital. It's more interesting. When did Tokyo become the capital? I think. When did Kyoto stop being the... I don't know Kyoto ever was the capital for a start. So that's already interesting. So you got me there. When did, when did, it, when did it switch over? Damn, I don't know. And I've also forgotten my second audible. Damn, it was a really... 
it was one of the best ones. I've just subscribed to Audible, <laughs> and this is not an Please, ad for Audible. Please, Jesus. Uh, I've got we, a lot of uh, free Audible credits. I don't know that, how to use them. Oh, the, Audible is the most infuriating, and it's Amazon as well. It's just a goddamn nightmare out there, and I don't understand the credit system, and I unsubscribe, but I've still got credit. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, I've got, no, wait. I've got, go back to my Audible. I haven't unplayed it yet. I found it. I remembered it. So have I already told you this story about my, I uh, probably have over text. So about two weeks, three weeks ago, maybe we went to this like day festival in Auckland and we were getting, my wife and I were meeting some friends and we we're getting ready. And I had my um, 1994 home QPR vintage kit on, like a stunning, absolutely stunning piece. For people who don't know, um, Queens Park Rangers is the kit and their kit is uh, blue and white London. horizontal slipes. Stripes. Yeah, stripes, stripes. And so then um, Sophia came into the room and was like, oh, I read an article that only douchebags wear like sports tops to events. Wow. And I was like, show me this article. And I was like, yeah, what, I, what, what news site is that coming from? That's yeah, oldest trick, article. oldest trick in the book. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to come. It's this jersey. I'm not going to give up my <laughs> lifestyle for this jersey, uh, for this <laughs> thing. It's me, you know, it's the jersey or nothing. So anyway, I went and then... I'm not making it up. I would have got like stopped by people and congratulated on my jersey, like 20 people at least, wow. and another wow. like, 10 to 15 cat calls, just yelling, yeah. like, come on, you hoops, or like, great jersey, man. Wow. Amazing. Mm. Sensational. Is, never... is the team called the Hoops? Yeah, they're called the Hoops, yeah. Also the Super Hoops. Um, and that kit you have, this Paul, this is not the right one, I don't think you've got on there, but it's close. Um, is Compact Computers the sponsor? That's pretty sick Correct. sponsor. Yeah. And um, I love, I think that's it there. And I love the central logo and I love the weird, it's a real weird brand, right? It's and a I've got kit. a real baggy one. It was in that cool era when all the tech companies, like the first wave of tech companies were sponsoring jerseys. So music festivals, this was a music festival during the Christmas holidays. So perfect timing, mm, right? It was after January. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the New Year's, whatever holiday yeah. it was, you know, the Christmas break. Well, it we matters. It wasn't. It does matter because I would have been wearing like if it was Christmas, I would have had probably like a Christmas top on. Spread, spread <laughs> what, yule, Yuletide cheer. <laughs> what Christmas tops do you have? I've got a one with the Grinch on it. Do you actually? Yep. It's red. It's got like candy cane stripes, and it's got the picture of the Grinch. Just, while, we, while we're talking about the Grinch, can I say <laughs> no? No more audible. No nah, more Grinch chat. More Grinch. This is part of the same we're audible. Talking about yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted to say that the Grinch is massive in the States. Like, huge. Man. Like, on top of houses. Um, I saw multiple people just fully dressed as the Grinch. Um, there was I've, one, I've there never was, seen the Grinch. Is it good? Is it a good film? I, mm. It's Jim Carrey, isn't it? <laughs> it's hard to tell. <laughs> um, no, it is Jim Carrey. They're the same guy. But, um, <laughs> But Mike Myers is cat in the hat. So. Here's a little um, tidbit for you. Did you know that Mike Myers stole the Dr. Evil impression of Dana Carvey and the impression is of Lord Michaels, hmm. the leader of SNL? Anyway, sorry. Um, continue, Paul. Um, uh, well, the Grinch is huge. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. Like, there was one where I, looked at it, I was looking at this cafe because it was so busy. I was like, why is this cafe so busy? So I just looked at it on kind of its website or something and there was a photo of the Grinch there and then I didn't go to the cafe and I drove and then like 200 meters down the street outside a different business the Grinch was there holding a sign like trying to get people to come in they love the Grinch when people like make a representation of the Grinch put on their house it's, it's the movie Grinch no not necessarily right. I mean the movie Grinch is the is I reckon pretty spot on with like the drawn Grinch I'm embarrassed to say I haven't even read the book but um, can I just uh, jump in with what I was saying before, which was that uh, it's so interesting how happy and joyful everyone is over the Yuletide joy, probably because they've seen JT's many festive shirts. And there's such a lovely buzz in the air in like the week before Christmas, office party, Christmas time celebrations. And then um, between Christmas and New Year's is, is idyllic. And then after that, before we go back to work, it's just... What a beautiful vibe in the air, and everyone's so lovely to each other. Why can't we be like that? I want to call an audible on year, year round. <laughs> it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. <laughs> I was just trying to spread some joy, you know? You grinched me. The Sit down. The 
used to be jealous of Marina Fallo. We're taking every game personal. Magic mayhem. Wow, what a week. We're talking magic. We're talking basketball. We're talking 15th in the East. We're talking the Orlando Magic. They played the Chicago Bulls said, recently. The win was by 20 points. Yes. These are the information that we get no. from the front so, page of Google. So my first day back at work was happened to coincide with the Magic playing the Bulls. And I missed the game. I feel like I've watched, a, like I'd say, the majority of the Magic's games this season. Some would say too many. And I missed it. And boy, did it seem incredible. They put on a show, like multiple, like Jalen Suggs with a couple minutes to go, jumps up, elbows DeRozan in the face in midair and dunks it on him and walks out into the crowd, hyping them up and doing this hand gesture over the Magic on his shirt. I thought that Saying, was the Superman logo. I thought that I think that when you extend your hand mm, over your chest, that's the Superman one. I think. Oh, I thought I thought that's that, like Cam Newton would do, where you pull the shirt and oh, you maybe. reveal it. Quite I think big. he. I think his finger placement. I think he was saying magic. For, for people who um, are, list, are just listening to this and can't see what's happening, um, they're both arguing over finger placement on a um, Superman pull of the shirt apart. And both of them are doing the exact same here. And no, I'm, I think this is Superman, where you're, you're acting like you're ripping your shirt open. Close first. And I think he was doing, like, like kind of C-shape. JT, like, oh, do you want sure. to put a, co- a coach's challenge on that? It's another football no, reference. I've got a logo on my shirt, so I'm going to live and act it, and you tell me what's what. Uh, I admit, I've just done it, and it, it's logo. Thank you. Can I just on the um, one thing I've often wondered about the magic that I've never brought up is has anyone done a Harry Potter wizard celebration after scoring a bucket like a little expeller wand? Yeah, I don't think so. It's a real shame. What about real shame? What about like you could do like um, you could you could um, uh, cross your legs and sit down and throw the ball up and pretend like you're levitating the ball. Go whoa! Or put it, use it like a crystal ball. Magic. Or you could run to the bench and be put. They could like tie you up in a straight jacket, and then <laughs> you just leave you, and then you just get out of the chains. Yeah. <laughs> before Aaron, before the um, defensive position starts. Yeah. Aaron Gordon in the dunk contest should have done more like Houdini. Yeah. Like he should have thrown an oh got someone to throw an alley oop, and while the ball is in the air, he's um, escaping a straight jacket. Yeah, like, but what? Paul Didn't on. they do quick change? Didn't someone do quick change for the dunk comp? It was a disaster. Yeah, possibly. I'm sure. Like, it I think like it was Gordon. more like before the dunk. It, was it like, sounds like some corny Paul, shit that Aaron Gordon would do. Paul, mm. um, Aaron Gordon, um, my sort of, I, I think my perception had been quite coloured by your Magic fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so was he always really bad? Because he stinks for the Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> he stinks. Does he? He's uh, not. The Nuggets good. are the Nuggets are one of the teams that I just like haven't even seen a little bit of play for the last, like, 10 years. Well, you're missing out because they're, Jokic is leading. Um, he's the greatest of all time in literally every statistical category and, like, looks like the runaway MVP, which would be back-to-back. I know he's not the favourite in the odds. He's but not back-to-back. Didn't he? he win last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. He's defending Jokic. I think Embiid's going to win. Well, the, re- the reason I think Embiid has overtaken him in the MVP category, I think, is specifically because it seems unlikely that a player is going to go back-to-back but Jokic, I think, probably should be it because um, he's yeah, he's having a hell of a year. Curry went oh. back and Nash went back to, back to back, eh? Who else? Yeah. Is, that, is that it? Did Giannis go back to back? Giannis went back to back, I, I think. I thought Giannis went year two years apart, but I thought Giannis was last year and, and Jokic was year before. Um, but let's... Um, to answer your question, yes, Michael Porter... Uh, Michael, no, what's Aaron his name? Gordon. Aaron Gordon has always no. been incredibly inconsistent. No, well... Yeah, it's tough to say because he's. I always thought he was pretty solid defensively, and um, and when he played within himself, he he was great. It was just when he tried to create his own shot and um, that he would struggle. But just as a slasher and a dunker and a hustle guy, he was great. Um, you know you're in trouble. Be... You know you're in trouble if your your, your scouting report includes the word like hustle. <laughs> Um, but 
Um, back to Magic Mayhem. Paul's got so much. Okay, Paul's I've got, got so to be in my bonnet because one of the big stories that we didn't talk about was just the Grace and Allen foul on Alex Caruso. Yeah, I just didn't give a shit about that. Mm. But you got to admit there was a lot of talk and backlash. Yeah, yeah, people fired okay. up. People hate same Grace and Allen. exact day, same exact play. Jalen Suggs drives to the hoop. Taylor Horton Tucker and LeBron James foul the hell out of him. And he falls badly on his kind of neck slash head, like upside yeah. down kind of. He, so he takes it strong to dunk on them. Yeah. He jumps and Taylor Horton Tucker's like, I'm having none of that. And just kind of two-handed kind of blocks down on his arms and, and head. Yeah. Hard knocking him back. Yeah. While he's doing that, LeBron two-hand shoves him in the chest, making yeah. him flip further down. He falls down like potential kind of de- death. <laughs> Potential death. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Grayson Allen gets all this media attention. LeBron James Paul, and Taylor Horton Tucker, Paul, nothing. can I um, explain this to you? Yeah. And I, uh, this might be hard to hear. Flag on the play. You're the only person in the Western world, at least, but I'd say probably the entire world, who is watching Magic games. Unless you grab this clip and place it onto like a major social media platform... No one is going to see it. So it doesn't like even the magic commentary. I don't think they even broadcast that. Like, I don't even know how you get access to these games. I wish. I didn't even know they were filming magic games because it's so expensive to I, film. Jamal Mosley saw this game. Billy Donovan, he came out and he said he, he did an angry interview saying that was a bad foul. That could end. But you got to remember, career. Alex Caruso. Jamal is... Mosley needs to come out and say LeBron James should be suspended. Suspend his ass after the game. Say it. Alex Caruso is one of the most loved players in the NBA, and Grayson Allen is one of the most famously hated, dirty players. So that's why it's so newsworthy. Who has more haters, Grayson Allen or LeBron James? I don't. I, I, I don't LeBron. think the gra- LeFraud. Yeah, but I. But I mean, he also has a million, hundred million more fans as, as well. Or Grayson, he's got more a lot than of... Michael Jordan. Some might say. What about how Grayson Allen his apology? Was in his Grace and Ellen Discord. <laughs> oh, Imagine me on the Grace and Ellen God. Discord. Do, I, I know we're on a Discord, but I, I that's a real um, red flag for me at the moment. <laughs> but who else has a Discord? Paul, you're on the Mo Bamba Discord. Is, is there no, a, I, thought, um... I thought it was just like NFT grifters and us. Yeah, I, I think it is. <laughs> and, we're, I, and guess I'm, what, I'm guys? On... We're, our Discord's going in a new direction. <laughs> He's called an Audible, and now we're at nft podcast um no uh it's been a lovely time guys is that the end of magic mayhem is that the end of the mayhem because it's pretty mayhem hey, i've got I, i've got some mayhem to drop yeah oh, get yeah. it in there get in there man paul do you think that the magic are going to set their record for the least amount of wins in a season their yes. record's 18 wins and they are on track yeah i would say yes that's quite historic well, this is pretty it no, is, but... no way no way what do you mean there's quite a few bad teams, and by the end of the season... Like, but I think the bubble you, makes it harder because there's like less teams that are outright tanking. So but, I um, think they've got a good chance. So what, 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 they're on, what, they're on nine. nine. Okay, so they need to double their wins. How many games played? Sorry, how many games? Um, 48. 48, okay. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. This, 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 yeah but, um, it's not looking good. No, but people have like... Oh, it is looking good because yeah, that, that is spectacular. It'd be awesome to have a record. People on Reddit were questioning why they were like, why why isn't Jonathan Isaac playing? It's been 17 months. And then other people were commenting saying, Mark L. Fultz as well. No, it's... Um, no, you don't need to be vaccinated in Florida. <laughs> um, God bless Florida. Uh, God hates Florida, by the way. Um, it's like his most hated place. But... It's like we're not we're not trying to push for the playoffs. We're trying to secure fourteen percent odds for the number one pack. So that was the bit that made me laugh most about last week's podcast, where Paul was trying to claim the team, where the why they weren't winning, and one of the reasons was because they didn't have um, uh, Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. <laughs> well, and JD was like, just imagine the wins that he's bringing to the team. Yeah, he's bringing, but um. <laughs> At but, least one. At least one. No, but um, they'll be doing. They'll be in the in the GM's office doing the projections, and it's like got them <laughs> tracking last without. And they're like, okay, now do a simulation of the Robin Lopez <laughs> just shoots up to multi championships in a row, <laughs> like a no. ten year dynasty. <laughs> um, but, new, new Golden State Warriors when they get Robin Lopez back on the court, I feel. But Guy earlier said that he one of his big regrets was saying Jalen Suggs for Rookie of the I Year. I look like an... Well, my no, biggest, yeah, okay. look at his stats since getting back. 
Wow. His number, man, look, that's numbers. 15, 5, and 7, 24. Paul, remember, it's an audio podcast you've got to say. No one can see what we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, that's against the Lakers in that, in that game where he got nearly killed. Six turnovers. I'm glad because I was but. so embarrassed. I'm also, I, can I just recant last week? I was, just because I was playing devil's advocate a little bit, I went too hard on Ja Morant. Like, I do think he's a very excellent all-star caliber player. I just, sometimes just by taking the opposite stance, you go too far. Did we, we didn't talk, it was before the, um, his stare down of those kids, eh? Because I love so that good. so much. Um, so good. I hate it when kids wear. I hate, hate, like with a passion. Hate it when kids wear the wrong jersey. Like I actually, mm. res- I don't. I actually respect it. That's as an all adult. kids wear. We, no, we, what? They shouldn't be allowed. The parents, parents need to actually parent their kids. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to tell a kid what's right and wrong. It no, is no, no, wrong no, the... to wear the opposing jersey unless you're like a freakish kid who like has a real love of a team. Yeah, but I mean, the kid loves the kid's favorite player with Steph. Like every yes, kid's favorite player, Steph Curry, basically. As Ja Morant said, that kid was being disrespectful. <laughs> he was trying to dap him up. He said, yes. and I quote, "Don't dap me up. Don't try and dap me up in the wrong jersey. Get that shit off." And then dap me because you could see that he wanted to. Yeah, it, it was disrespectful, and he had a point. I, I'm I, totally I love Ja Morant. Same. I think. Um, yeah. But then they, um, what I enjoyed is the next week, so that was a big meme, um, Ja Morant staring down a kid in a Golden State Warrior Steph Curry jersey. So the next week, um, Memphis did a good promo where they um, gave out free Ja Morant jerseys for every opposing team's jersey you traded in. But I really enjoyed, A, that they really low-balled them with the cheapest jerseys you've ever seen, and B, um, the, the, the crowd went one better than that by bringing in the w- rankest, like, fake dh gate like i saw a guy with like a a vintage fake um sean kemp cleveland oh, cavaliers jersey it was fake yeah, and okay, uh and, 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 and like the dodgiest like 90s print job and trading that for a new jersey for ja Morano. like that kid is a, a goddamn genius right there hey can i throw one last audible just a quick bubonic um chronicle bubonic yeah, yeah chronicle bubonic get it in there Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, have, have you watched any? I watched one game and they looked truly chronic. Oh, because the they're Cleveland... Playing like, Ca- they're playing like Twin Towers defense. It's amazing. Paul's lost um, audio. JT's saying that... Um, uh, I'll just explain this to JT. He's saying that the Cavaliers are chronic. He's playing Chronicle Bubonic and he's saying they look terrible. No, and no. I'm saying they look awesome. The oh, they look awesome. awesome. Yeah, he's saying they're chronic. Not bubonic. Oh, I, I, the segment's okay, so. I also crazy. want to go on record and say I love the Cavs, and 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 honestly, I feel I obviously voted Darius Garland into All Star, but if I could get Jarrett Allen in there as well, I'd be a very happy man. It's very impressive the way they've turned it round, eh? Because it was such a oh. dire franchise, and like in two years oh. they've somehow fixed it, and it, it's hard to see how. Well, I just can't believe God. I just have no faith in um, JB Bickerstaff, who I think is their coach. Or is he got? Wait, yeah. I think he's coaching the Cavs, or is is he is he coaching the Grizzlies or the Cavs? Anyway, JB Bickerstaff is a made up name, and you can't have a coach with. Guy, him. you're always looking for clips of the show. I reckon clip that. Clip what, Paul? Just just us unable to uh, no. Uh, there's a real, there's a crazy echo on the on the mix. Yeah, we're, we're, you're playing through the speaker now. This podcast is. Um, oh, I think that's off run. the. Ra- it's officially off the rails. We, 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 at the point of the podcast, we were trying to guess who coaches the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's JB Bicker staff. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, well, um, I take it back, Paul. My. I tell you what, let's hope their coaching staff don't bicker. <laughs> staff, um, what a high to end on. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. But basketball fans, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> JT? Oh, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the podcast. Do you want to say I've been JT or something? Oh, cool? sorry. Um, yeah, I've been JT of Rocketman and Legal Legal Fame. Both <laughs> segments will be coming back soon. You haven't done Rocketman in three years, but we appreciate the future Rocketman segments that will be coming about that team that is also tanking. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. We appreciate it. Tell your friends because this, oh, this has got to be one of the most deep and analytical basketball podcasts out there. So um, just fill your minds with knowledge and uh, keep up the good work out there. Cheers. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. In fact, it's cold as hell.